0: Good morning. Good, morning. good morning. It is good to see everybody this morning. Great morning to be here. Got a little bit of rain last night too, so that's good. Um, matter of fact, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm not much of a farmer. I don't, uh, I don't grow anything real well. Uh, back when I was young... There was a bunch of farms around where I grew up, and I did get to farm a whole bunch. Um, We got to work in tobacco. Of course, I threw a few square bales of hay, but tobacco is what I really remember, because I worked for several people, um, and one year, I got a little bit older, and I thought, man, I ought to grow my own tobacco. Because, you know, they're only paying me this much. I should grow my own. And one of the people I worked for gave me an acre. Their allotment. Yeah, I thought, man, this is going to be pretty good. So I'm going to get to raise my own. What I realized raising my own is it's hard. It's a lot of work. I knew about the work. I'd done the work. Done every bit of it. But it took me so much time in the acre I was raised, I couldn't work for anybody else. And it took me, oh gosh, about the time I hoed it the second time to realize that, you know, $2 an hour, whatever I was getting paid was a lot of money. (laughs) And doing it this way, Let's just say that I made less money by somebody letting me grow my own on their land than I did working for two or three people. And I miss it, but I, I did every part of it. I remember setting tobacco. I remember, um, again, hoeing it. I, I'm trying to block that out, but I can't. Uh, I remember suckering it. I remember every bit. I remember cutting it. I remember gra- the whole process. And I don't miss it. I remember it, but I don't miss it that much. But again, I'm not a great farmer, but I did um, this morning pass a uh, vineyard, a grape vineyard on the way here. Man, it's pretty. It's growing. I'm going to refer to that a couple times during my sermon. And thank God somebody else is the farmer there. And I know we've got some great farmers in here right now, but I'm not one of them. Um, I I put babies to sleep pretty good and and do other things, but um, growing things is not my gift. Um, But this morning I am going to talk about a farmer, a vine dresser, and and somebody that we should be abiding in. It's going to be the message this morning. And I'm going to read from John. Chapter 15, verses the first eleven verses of chapter 15. I am the true vine. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for just allowing us to be a part of your kingdom. Lord, this morning, uh, as we uh, discuss how we need to abide in you, Lord, I just pray that uh, your words flow through me. If not, they flow in spite of me, Lord, and that everyone here listening online receives the message that you have for them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Again, I'm not much of a farmer. I'm not much of a gardener. But I like to eat. So if y'all are farmers and gardeners, sharing is a real good thing. Uh, It's godly, too. Uh, I'm joking, but, uh, well, not really. But uh, if we look back, At the last verse of chapter 14, before we get to this passage, it tells us that Jesus and his disciples are about to leave the upper room. And he's headed to the garden. He's headed to the garden to pray. And as they're walking, they probably pass a few vineyards. And I can imagine being the great teacher that Jesus is. That he probably took a vine and showed it to him as he went through this illustration. I promise you I did not stop at this vineyard and take this vine. And I did not grow it. (laughs) I bought it. But I can imagine he did this. I'm going to refer to this As we go through this lesson a little bit, just so we can have an illustration of the conversation. And first, we need to ask ourselves, why did Jesus give this teaching now? Again, he's getting ready to go into despair. Why is he giving that lesson now? He knows what's lying ahead of him. And to answer that, it's pretty easy. It's because that's what the disciples needed. This is the lesson that they needed to hear. Again, Jesus had just told them that he was going to be going away. So they needed this lesson. They needed to know, even though he was not physically going to be there, they still needed to be abiding in him. And now, more than 2,000 years later, this message is just as powerful and just as meaningful today as it was then. Jesus is continuing to teach us this lesson today. God's still working miracles through His followers. He's using us, He's using all the members of, king, of the kingdom of God for His purpose. Is that amazing? My computer thought I was talking to Siri, thought I was talking to her. I don't know how. But again, today, this lesson is just as true. It's just as important. But to know who the vine is, we need to know the personality of the vine. We need to know that the vine is genuine. Genuine. The vine is genuine. When you pass a grape vineyard, those vines grow grapes. That's what they do. When you abide in Jesus, there's goodness that comes out. Okay? But Jesus alone is the true source of everlasting and abundant life. To have that everlasting and abundant life that we're promised, we have to abide in him. And we know that the gardener of the true vine is our Heavenly Father. He's the vine dresser. He's the vine grower. The gardener's involved in everything that has to do with the vine. The scripture zeroes in on three specific duties the gardener has. The first one is protection. The gardener watches over and provides tender, loving care to the vineyard. It provides that protection. He provides that protection. He's also purifying the garden. So anything that's not bearing fruit that's on the vine, that's taking energy from the vine, he removes. He removes that's how he purifies the vine. Or that's how he purifies the branches. The vine's already pure. And then he challenges the branches. And the word challenge here, or removes, means to challenge. And it, what it really means is I don't know if you've ever seen grapes grown in a vineyard. You probably have. But they fall on the ground. And they need to be lifted up. If they're in the dirt, they get trampled on. As I passed that vineyard this morning, I noticed that there's a line that's about head high during the rows of the vineyards. And somebody's gone through there and actually lifted those vines up to get them out of the dirt. They're hanging there so they can bear fruit. They won't get trampled on, and they can continue to bear fruit. That's what our Father does for us. He's divine dressers dresser. When we need to be lifted up, He lifts us up to get us closer to the Son, but yeah, to keep us from getting stepped on. He uses us to do that for each other too. Have you ever felt really down, like you've been trampled on and needed to be lifted up, needed to be picked up and somebody came by and did it? That gift came from the Father. He's who lifts us up. He's who challenges us. He also cleanses the branches. Again, anything that's consuming life, that's producing no fruit, he gets rid of. So all the energy can go to the branches that are bearing fruit. You see, in our lives, when we allow things in our lives that hinder our walk with Christ... It shows. We bear less fruit. Some things in our life, as we walk, we let some things get in that we need to remove. It's different for everybody, but for me, it could be, golly, a multitude of things that I allow in my life. And I'm not bearing the fruit that I'm supposed to be bearing. And when I read the Word of God, and I spend time in prayer. That's when I realize there needs to be some things removed from my life. TV's sucking up too much of my time. Not that there's anything wrong with TV. There's some good stuff on TV, but there's some bad stuff on TV too. But if that consumes all your time, then it needs to be removed. could be playing golf. Again, for me, if I play golf, uh, it needs to be removed pretty quickly because it's not very pretty anymore. But at one time, golf... Got in the way of a lot of things I tried to do because I spent too much time doing it sucked too much of my energy. But you see, God has called us to do several things. We're called to bear fruit. The fruit you're called to bear may be different than the fruit I'm called to bear. What we're called to do, the specific jobs we have in the kingdom may be different. So we can't allow those things to suck our energy. You see, when we examine our lives, it's like a mirror. We read the Word, it's like a mirror. When we see things missing in our life, or we see too much junk in our life that we need to get rid of, God reveals those things to us. And again, it could be during your devotion time, it could be during a church service, but more than likely, it's during your quiet time. When God reveals those things, and you see some of the things that need to be removed in your life so you can bear fruit again. You see the vine does have a purpose. The vine has a true purpose. The one purpose that the vine has is to produce fruit. That's what it's there for. Christ exists to bear fruit. There's also a distinguished purpose The reason why the vine desires to produce fruit is to give the Father the glory. When we abide in Jesus, when we abide in Jesus and fruit is produced by him through our lives, we owe the honor and glory to our Father. The uh, vineyard I just passed, i man, I noticed the beauty, but I can't take any credit for it. I didn't hang those branches up there. I didn't plant them. But the glory goes to the person who did. And again, that person for us is God the Father. See, we owe it all to Him. On our own, we can't do anything. This branch that's not connected to the vine is worthless. For us to bear fruit and do the many things that God has intended for us, we have to be connected to this vine. It's the only way we can do it. We can't do it on our own. The only thing we can produce on our own is a lot of frustration. But when we're connected to the vine, we can have some amazing fruit, some things that can come through us from the Father. Through the, brand, or through, through the vine that we can't do on our own. You see, the vine has a delegated purpose too. The vine itself there's no fruit on. But through its branches that's where the fruit is produced. So the vine dresser takes care of us And we're connected to the vine. And as long as we're connected to the vine, we can produce fruit. And there's really only one qualification to be able to produce fruit. If you think of all the things that go into creating a vineyard, there's a lot of work. A lot of work. But there's only one qualification to bear fruit. And that's to be attached to the vine. Our lives have to be intertwined with Jesus Christ. All of our energy needs to come through that relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to stay connected, we have to abide. A couple weeks ago, I did a scripture, um, or I did a sermon on Galatians 5 22. Through 25, and it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. It says, by contrast, the fruit of the Spirit's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. When we're abiding in the vine, that's the fruit that people will be able to see in our lives. When we're living the Christian life, we're connected to Jesus Christ. That's what's produced. Again, those things we can't produce on our own. We cannot produce those on our own. They have to come from the vine. Because they're eternal. And we can't produce anything eternal. We can only accept it. Because of what the vine has done. The sacrifice the vine has made. Again, when we live our Christian lives. And we're looking for that fruit. People should see love. Joy. Joy. Peace, patience, kindness, generosity, gentleness, and self control. But again, apart from the vine, that's what you get. It's pretty much an empty branch. But look at the fruit when those branches are connected. And I actually may have removed a little bit of that fruit this morning. It was too heavy. (laughs) But you see, when we abide in him, those are the things we'll see. You see, people will see us living in the Spirit. They'll see us acting more and more like him. Not acting like us anymore. They'll see more of those things that can only come through a relationship with Jesus Christ in our life. They'll see an awesome prayer life. We'll see an awesome prayer life. We'll see unending love. We'll see more patience. We'll see uncommon joy. We'll see patience. I said that already. But patience. Anybody ever not very patient? Hey, it's uh, patience is uh, pretty nice because when you're the opposite of patient, you have a lot of turmoil. You worry about things you can't control. Again, you'll see gentleness, self control, generosity. Wow. When we're connected to the vine, we can be generous beyond what we can imagine. And I'm not talking about just monetary things. I'm talking about our lives. We can be generous with each other just by serving each other. That's what it means to be abiding in the vine. We'll have, again, that uncommon joy. Joy that doesn't depend on our outside circumstances. Again, I told you uh, a couple weeks ago the difference between happiness and joy. It's Hard to be happy and sad at the same time because they're opposite, but you can have joy in your heart because joy does not joy is a gift from God that does not rely on sac, uh, on, on on our circumstances outside we can be joyful and sad but we can 't be happy and sad. we can be joyful and happy that 's position a and again I used an example I use another one by, uh, a couple of uh, well, a few weeks ago, I talked about the birth of, of Abby and, 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 and how much joy that was and how much peace I had. And I've only experienced that perfect peace and joy a couple of times in my life. Think about that. You know, is because all the time in our lives, we're thinking, man, if we're here, maybe we should be there. If we're there, we should be here. Somebody needs me somewhere. Have you ever felt like that? How many times in your life, be honest with yourself, have you felt that perfect? peace, and joy, where you knew you were doing exactly what you were supposed to be doing. Nothing else mattered. No outside circumstance mattered. And and again, one of those times was, and for, for me it's actually opposite occasions. One time was, again, the birth of my daughter. The other time was when my dad died, actually. I wasn't happy when my dad died. But I felt so much peace and joy because God had blessed me with such a wonderful father, such wonderful parents, that I knew in that moment I didn't need to be anywhere else. That's hard to explain. But when you're abiding in the vine, and you're following the will of God, and you're listening, and you're letting uh, the Father prune you, Sometimes that's uncomfortable ain't it. Sometimes sometimes there's things in our lives we don't want to give up. No matter how many times we look in the mirror or how many times we read the Bible, there's certain things that we don't want to give up. And sometimes it's not comfortable. But it needs to be done. You see, joy is a product of faith. All those things are a product of faith. Patience is a product of faith. Peace is a product of faith. To have faith, we must abide in the vine. In the vine. Joy Join our Lord produces faithful, faithfulness to the Lord. When we're joyful, people can see it and we can do our, the jobs that the Lord has for us to do. You see, Jesus is the true vine. He desires to live and for us to live connected so that we can bear fruit are you in the vine are you abiding in the vine are you connected to the vine are we bearing fruit those are the things I want you to think about and again if we are abiding in the vine the fruit that it produces is eternal if you're not abiding in the vine, if you haven't made that connection, if you, haven't made, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, it's not too late to put your faith in Christ. Or maybe you've been a part of, 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 of or, or you've made that decision, but you've drifted away, or you've let things come in your life that needs to be gotten rid of. Man, today is a wonderful opportunity to do it. And you do it by simply praying and, 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 and committing to live your life for Him. That's what he wants. We don't serve a a gotcha God that's waiting for us to mess up. We serve a forgiving God. We serve a God that's full of love and forgiveness that when we do mess up, we can come to him and he loves us anyway. Are you abiding in that vine? Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for... uh, Again, just for allowing us to be a part of your family, Lord. Thank you for being our vine dresser. Lord, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus because you love us so much. And through him we can have that relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you remove anything from our lives that's, that's taken away our energy from our service to you. Anything that's keeping us from bearing fruit, Lord, I pray that you remove it. Lord, I pray for uh, for each person here, each person listening online, Lord, that uh,